Well, hello, my friends, and welcome to the worldwide broadcast of the Ted and Austin Brower Show, bringing you the latest world news and health research. Hope you're having an absolutely blessed day today. And the product of the week, the Ultimate Multiple Powder, on sale for the last day today. Tomorrow it will be changing for whatever you guys have voted for. And I encourage you guys, don't wait till the last minute. That happens a lot. We have customers that all of a sudden call us up Thursday and go, oh, man, I forgot about product of the week. It changed. And uh, unfortunately, we can't do anything to revert it back. Once the sale is over, it's over on the website. And it looks like the new winner that's probably going to be winning tomorrow are the absolutely amazing purple sticks with the green tea-based stimulant in them, which is a really, really good product. As always, remember, you know, I talked to a really good customer yesterday, and they were asking me about blood pressure, and I've had this conversation with hundreds of people. Dad's had it with even more. And I always remember, caffeine raises cortisol. Cortisol is a stress hormone. When your stress goes up, your cortisol goes up, you basically have a adrenaline spike, so to speak, when you start drinking copious amounts of coffee. You know, average cup of coffee is about 100 milligrams of caffeine, and that's why people get the jitters, you get the shakes, they get a little nervous sometimes when they start drinking too much caffeine. And it and always, always raises blood pressure and raises heart rate. And so if you're working on your blood pressure and you're trying to get it under control, one of the most important things you can do is, A, drinking distilled purified water every day, at least half your body weight in fluid ounces, and also limiting, if not removing, coffee from your diet, at least for a time period where you can get it under control. The best option is to replace it with the purple sticks so you don't have the horrific withdrawals. I speak from experience on that. I used to drink a lot of coffee in college and back in my bodybuilding days and a lot of caffeine products, and I know it is not fun coming off caffeine, about two to three days of withdrawals with the headaches, um, and it's just part of it. The green tea and the purple sticks do not do that to you. So be sure to check it out tomorrow and also the product of the week today, the Ultimate Multiple Powder. Now, to updated news of what's going on, I'm sure everybody has started to see this now. And it is about time, and everybody can thank us down here in Florida, just being <laughs> sarcastic, but you can thank us in Florida as U.S. District Judge Catherine Kimball Mazell has now stated that the CDC does not have the authority to mandate masks on public transportation, has struck it down. No planes, trains, automobiles, Uber, airports, anybody can mandate you wear a mask now. Now, of course, this is about two years late. I wish this would have happened back in 2020, but it has not, and it is finally over with. And what's interesting about this now, and I was, I've been reading a lot of stuff on it, it's funny to me how the little pathetic, puny, pencil neck clowns on the left are now having this meltdown. I can't believe it. I can't believe they're not going to make everyone wear masks on a plane. Well, my answer is simply to that. If you want to be a mask-wearing peasant, that's totally fine. Nobody's saying you can't wear a mask. You can wear a mask anywhere you want now. We've normalized that in society. But don't tell normal, healthy individuals that they have to wear a little piece of cloth over their face for three to four hours sitting in an enclosed cockpit shoulder to shoulder with people like it's going to make some massive difference with a viral spreading from front to back of the plane. Now, here's the interesting part about this, and I want to address this. Dad mentioned to me as well, and I've already looked at this. The Biden administration has pretty much taken this and has accepted this now. They've said it's very disappointing that the judge would rule like this, and they're not filing an appeal. They're not going against it. There's two reasons why. A, 
they know this was completely and totally illegal and unconstitutional from the very beginning. The CDC is not an enforcement agency. They have never been deemed the right by Congress to run around the country and mandate what people have to do from personal health, personal hygiene, and of course strapping a muzzle on their face, recirculating their own air, increasing your chances of bacterial pneumonia, and having absolutely zero reduction of contracting a virus that is much, much, much smaller than the tiny fabric weave on a mask. They knew this. It was completely illegal. This is why I've said this for a year and a half. It was illegal from the beginning. Nobody can force you to wear a diaper on your face, but yet they tried to do it because people complied. Now, secondly, the reason why they're not pushing back against this, this and everything that's based online and social media platforms and on news media is based on algorithms. They run algorithm testing to look and see who and what is trending, what topics are going on, what pushbacks they're getting, what compliancy, com- you know, compliance they're getting. They knew that the mass pushback was getting very, very, very aggressive. They've seen it with people online, with the videos of people getting more and more people ejected off airplanes. They've seen now that the Republicans and even a lot of Democrats signed it in the Senate to remove the mask mandate. They've looked at the Twitter topics. They've looked at Instagram. They've looked at Facebook. They've looked at the absolute lunacy going on. They've looked at the comments on Breitbart. Um, The list goes down the line. And they realized that people are done complying with this nonsense. Now, this is why... I encourage you and all my listeners to keep speaking the truth and being boisterous, whether it's verbally in person, whether it's on the phone, whether it's in a podcast, whether it's on social media, whether it's in emails, stand up for what you believe. This is the main reason things like this change, because people push back and say no. Just like I said on my show yesterday, you can go back and listen to it. Everybody has the right to say no. Nobody has the right to force you to put a diaper on your face and run around like a peasant because they told you to do so. Nobody has a right to do that. This is what they look at, and the algorithm showed them now that people are not going to comply, and this is the power of the people when people start pushing back. And like I said, this should have happened a long, long time ago, and it's, but it, it, at some point it had to stop. And finally, it stopped. This is why, again, it's so important to talk to people about what is going on, to be boisterous about what's going on, to make your voice heard and stand up for what's really happening and be strong on your convictions. Now, my million-dollar question on this topic now, because I haven't, I haven't got an answer on this yet. If you guys know it, email it to me. I'm going to keep researching it. What has now happened and what will happen to literally the thousands of people now who have been put on do not fly list because they refuse to wear a mask like a peasant on an airliner or escorted off by law enforcement or a U.S. marshal or an air marshal off an airplane because they would not wear a mask. That's that's a question I really want to know. Are they going to have their flying rights privileges reinstated, I guess, if you want to say that, being able to travel freely on your way? Or are they just going to be stuck in this black hole now because they would not comply with tyranny? I don't know. That's something that we all need to look into, and that's the next thing that needs to be addressed in court if it has to go there on reinstating people's ability to be able to travel freely unmolested on their way in airplanes simply because they were deemed no flyers after they refused to wear a mask. But I thought this was very, very interesting. Good riddance to this garbage. Glad to see people finally standing up and really glad to see this judge in Florida. Finally, we got a judge 
who have some guts to say we're no longer going to comply with this. And it has been hilarious to me on all the stuff that I've been seeing in comments and tweets about people so mad now. Oh, like this what this guy Scott. He's got some blue check. I guess he's some moron up in New York. He goes, this is such a massive mistake by this judge. I cannot believe they're not going to follow the CDC guidelines. Meanwhile, there's a surge of two new highly contagious variants in New York City. Highly contagious. They're so contagious. So we need to wear masks all the time on planes. And I'm like, golly, bro, you can wear a mask all you want. Do it if you want to look like a moron. Go on. Nobody cares. But don't tell perfectly healthy people that they don't have the right to determine their own outcome and their own health and their own decisions. That's what this whole thing came down to. So, again, thank you, my listeners, our supporters, our Health Masters customers, for also being that voice and taking support with all of us and making your stance known publicly on media platforms all over the place. Because this is how stuff changes when they realize the algorithms do not work and people are no longer going to comply and it's time people start becoming more boisterous now what's going on what do you think Tim? <laughs> i've been laughing all morning i think what i'm going to do now i'm going to fly to europe and i'm going to wear a hazmat <laughs> i'm going to wear a hazmat suit and i'm going to wear a double can respirator and full goggles and shielding and uh and walk on the airplane and just say i have my reg now i want to wear a mask and i want to wear full shielding and see what they say because, you know, before this garbage happened, they'd have thrown you off the plane for fear-mongering. <laughs> they'd have said, what the heck are you doing? And the other day we were at Walmart here in – it was in uh, it was in Blairsville. It was up in North uh, North, uh, North Georgia. And there was just some, some, some really sketchy guy trying to buy a cell phone, but his IDs didn't match. And he's got a bandana on and a hat on, and he's skulking around. And nobody else is wearing a mask anywhere and in the whole Walmart. And I, I personally, I loathe Walmart, but it was just, it was the only store there open. And I thought to myself, there's nothing odd about this. <laughs> Guys running around trying to hide his identity from the cameras. And I thought, and I asked the guy, I said, what's this guy skulking around for? And he goes, hey, we, we couldn't get him approved because his IDs don't match. And he goes, he's just kind of hanging out now. And I said, we've got security calling in now, but we can't identify him because he's wearing a mask. And I thought, unbelievable. And I see these people still running around with the masks on, but I don't see anybody except for you and Chase that one time wearing a double can respirator with the full goggles, which I really thought that was great. We posted that on the, <laughs> but, but I, I want to go on the, I want to go on the airplane dressed like that, the full hazmat suit. You know, maybe I can get some kind of bubble around me that I could wear inside the bubble and say, okay, nobody get near me. Stay six feet away. And so show, show everybody how insanely stupid it all was. But, yeah, but I tell you what, guys, I want to thank you. I mean, we've talked about the mask stuff now for two years, and we haven't wanted to do that. We really want. We really haven't. And I know it's been redundant, and I've got some complaints. I got that, okay? But there was a reason for it. It's about algorithms. The more we talk about stuff that we, we are not going to do, the more the Sabbatain Kabbalist Luciferians go to their D-Wave computer, their AI, and it says these people are not yet ready to lick the boot. And, guys, guess what? As long as I've got breath in my body, and I know it's true for Austin, I ain't licking their boots. It ain't going to happen. I'd rather die first. I'd rather go to be heaven, go to heaven with my God, hang out with Jesus for eternity, and be done with this nonsense. But I'm not licking some stinking boot. It ain't going to happen. I'm not going to comply. And if I choose to wear a mask on an airplane with a double can of respirator, because I'm kind of being facetious about that, it'll be because it's my right as a citizen the United States of America, and a child of the Most High God, but nobody's going to tell me to have to do that, or I just simply won't fly. I mean, I have not flown in two years since they started this nonsense because I wasn't going to be part of this. Because I knew, I know, I know what would have happened. I'd have been stuck on the no-fly list. 
I already know that. So would Austin. We'd all we'd have both been thrown off the plane. They probably had, would have had an emergency landing for failure to comply. And I think that Biden should do what Trump didn't do now. Stay with me for a second. Trump should have pardoned everybody on January the 6th. DeSantis pardoned everybody in the state of Florida that was that violated the mask mandate. And he basically pardoned everybody. Nobody was charged. Everybody, everybody's records were expunged. Biden needs to come in now as an act of goodwill. So this is an election year because he's an idiot. Of course, the Easter Bunny had to take him around the other day. If you guys saw that video, I mean, I don't even know what to say about this guy. Somebody needs to tell the moron to basically say, we are going to take everybody off the no-fly list who is put on there because of mask mandates. And I'm going to sign an executive order. And we're going to just take them all off. We're done. We're not going to force them basically to take a bus or drive their car. We're going to let them fly again. Guys, that, if he did that, just from a political standpoint, it would change everything. I know the New York Post came out with an article yesterday saying that he was a decent man. And uh, I had a friend of mine who sent me an article from the New York Post who said that they laughed about the article. And I texted her back and I said, here's the deal. Yeah, he's not a decent guy. He took showers with his daughter. That's <laughs> a stinking pervert. I said, but, you know, at least people are beginning to realize now that he ain't playing with a full deck. And, you know, and that's the thing. And Austin's right. The limp wrist, pencil necked, I won't say the word again, weirdos up in New York that basically are having a conniption fit about no longer having to force people around. You know, here's the thing about it is I'm going to say something here. I guess I'm going to meddle for another second. And it bothers me, okay? Because I've seen it happen with guys. Okay, guys will go on testosterone blockers for various reasons because of prostate, et cetera, or they go on that female pregnancy hormone to lose weight and they get their hormones all whacked out. Okay, and they start acting like biatches, right? I'm not going to use the word, just biatches is good enough. And and what's happening is, you know, I'm not picking on women here, okay, because guys do the same thing when they go through menopause and their testosterone drops, they start growing you know, breasts and they, they increase their soy intake and they start acting like weirdos. And, and I've told you, I had a guy who was a preacher friend of mine. He lost like 200 pounds using female pregnancy hormones and he turned into a biatch. I mean, he was like screaming and hissing and wailing and carrying on. Like it was, he turned into a weirdo, right? And I finally had to disassociate myself with him. But, you know, these guys that are squealing like this, you know, like, Wah! you know, I mean, they're acting like, you know, a menopausal, you know, menses woman who basically can't control their emotions until they learn how to do it when they first start ovulating and they act like a bunch of weirdos. <laughs> and it's these it's these gay guys up in New York primarily that are taking female hormones that are now having a complete and total meltdown, these limp wristed pencil neck fruits that are basically saying, we can't believe we can't wear a mask anymore. We can't believe we can't force you to do what we want. And that's exactly what happens. And the other day, it's interesting. I was, my, my, my 19-year-old daughter had some type of, how should I say, <laughs> it, was a, it, it was kind of like a, a challenge for all of us to deal with the emotional outburst. And, and, I, and Austin finally said to me, he looked at me, he's like, Austin's like 33 years old, he goes, he goes, Ted, Dad, he goes, when I was younger, he said, it wasn't much fun dating these teenagers. And I'm like, yeah, I know. I, I had the same experience. That's the problem when you have people that take hormonal therapy. It's one of the big problems that we talked about yesterday with the transgender stuff is that you start having emotional outbursts and the inability to control your personality. It's just, it's just what happens. So when I see these guys now having a complete and total conniption fit because they can't force other people to wear masks, it just makes me laugh.
I mean, it really, really, really does. By the way, speaking of uh, gay agendas, it's another article that came out today. It said, Disney is built on fairy tales and fantasy, and it confronts the real world. And it starts talking about the politics of Disney and how it's causing so much division. But then it said something interesting. It said they really don't care about boycotts because they do about 80 billion dollars a year in revenue and they said that boycotts really don't affect them well guess what i hate to tell you you bunch of weirdos this boycott's going to affect you (laughs) guess we ain't going to stop and a lot of other people aren't going to stop and parents don't want their three and four and five year old six and seven year old children groomed to be transgenders and transsexuals from your perverted base of whatever you want to call it i mean we're not going to put up with it anymore you've showed us who you are now you showed us it wasn't about happy, happy family fam, family films. It was about how much gay propaganda can we put out into the marketplace and how many children can we groom to become homosexuals and transgenders. So how about we just don't give, give you any more money? I'm talking about boycotting ABC now, too. Don't watch the ABC Evening News. You want to get their attention? Stop watching CNN. Stop watching ABC. Well, stop watching that other big one they own, uh, what's that, the, the, the ESPN, and all the rest of them. Just boycott all of these liberal companies. And they're going to learn very quickly unless they're, of course, CIA funded because the CIA is going to fund them regardless of what they do like they do Amazon. <laughs> so you can't do much about that because if they get hundreds of billions of dollars in your tax dollars every year, it's not something that you can really change or really affect them very much. Now, this morning, I got a really interesting thing that sent to me. And, uh, you know, there's this, this is real weird guy named uh, uh, Malcolm Nance. And he's dressing in military gear, and he said he's fighting in the Ukraine in a new video. And I, I'll give him credit. He's wearing the gear right. He's been in the military for 20 years. He's, he's basically the uh, CIA. He's CIA is what he is. And what, what I, but what most people don't realize is that this Malcolm Nance guy, he was one of the expert witnesses that said he saw the airplane fly into the Pentagon. <laughs> God. You can't make it up. And, 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 you know, you think about it for a second you got to look at the CIA connection here. He was a senior chief in the United States Navy in cryptography. And as a civilian, he always seems to be giving information for the intelligence services when the deep state wants their narrative out. He just happened to be the trained observer on the ground to witness the plane crashing into the Pentagon. Of course he was. And now he's in Ukraine with the international forces, presumably to give us information to the media. He's also a consultant, surprise, surprise, to MSNBC. You know, so he's probably part of the Clowns in Action Club, which is the CIA. As soon as I, you know, start talking about this stuff and start telling other people about it, you know, other people start mentioning it, and a lot of these posts are taken back down. And, you know, what's interesting to me is that as soon as you start pushing this out there, who these guys are and what they do, you begin to realize just how in the world – this government can be telling us all of these lies all of the time, like William Casey, like I talked about yesterday. But what's also interesting, I'm going to talk about something very quickly. I forgot if it was a 757 or 767, whatever supposedly flew into the Pentagon, which it was not an airplane because there were no wing marks. It was a round hole 16 feet in diameter, 12 feet in diameter. It was a missile that went into that Pentagon. We all know that. In fact, General Stolbody said it wasn't a plane. And because, you know, wings go through the building also. <laughs> but they said this plane came in at 600 knots. 550 knots, 600 miles an hour, 620 miles an hour at treetop levels knocking off, knocking over telephone poles. When you fly, there's something known as ground effect, and it's like a cushion of air that pushes the plane back up off the ground, and it can't fly that fast at that altitude. It's literally impossible. It won't do it. It's a physical – it's against the laws of physics. Plus, it can't fly. That's maximum speed for that aircraft. It can't fly that fast 
at ground level is 60 feet or 70 feet above ground level simply because the air is too thick and there's too much friction on it. It, it can fly that maybe at 42,000 feet, whatever its maximum altitude is. So it can't do what they said it did. It's impossible from an aircraft standpoint because of ground effect. Now, when you get a plane that's flying supersonic and it's small, it's got the wings swept way back and it's blasting down the treetop level at, you know, at 15, 1800 miles an hour, yeah, you can get away with that because of the power of the engines and because of the fact that the ground effect is not a factor because it's ahead of the air envelope because it's moving so quickly. So when they come in and they tell you this stuff and they say, this is, this is why I saw the plane hit the Pentagon, it's a lie. Now he's basically fighting with the Ukrainians. It's a lie. I'm telling you this right now, guys. This whole Ukraine disaster is what it is. It's a giant CIA psychop. It has CIA stamped all over it. It's like that ship that supposedly sunk if it did or didn't. I don't know. But the whole point about it is everything's twisted up as far as the narrative. And when we start looking at all this stuff, we start to realize that, you know, there's some serious problems associated with what we're being told on an ongoing basis. You know, yesterday, Paul Craig Roberts came out with an article, and I really like Paul Craig Roberts, and I had the opportunity to interview him one time. When I was sub-hosting for the Power Hour, but at the very last minute, Joyce decided she was going to do the interview herself, and I wasn't going to be able to do it after I had, after I had already read his book. And he posted an article yesterday, and it's about the Holocaust. Now, I'm going to read you a couple bits of this, and I, I want you guys to read the article, because I'm not saying the Holocaust didn't happen. I'm not saying that there weren't slave labor camps in Germany, and I'm not saying that a lot of people saying that a lot of people didn't die. And I'm not saying any of that stuff, but I, I will say this. When Schindler's List received the Oscar for Best Picture of the Year, which Steven Spielberg was on the front, four point, he, he said there were 4.5 million Jews who survived the Holocaust. Well, the statistics say there were only 6 million total Jews in Germany, but 4.5 million Jews were still alive out of the Holocaust. Well, these numbers don't match up. You know, in fact, that wasn't just Germany. It was all of the Western Europe. That's how many Jews were there. So – I said something about it last week, but then Paul Craig Roberts went and he said something else about it, too. And I'm going to read you this. This is I'm going to quote him. Historians continue to chip away at the Holocaust narrative at a great expense to themselves. In Germany, if a person presents a Holocaust fact from official documents that is not part of the narrative, the person goes to prison regardless of the validity of the fact. That's true. If the Holocaust narrative turns out to be false, it will be no different from any of the many false narratives in which we boldly live. For example, the 1619 Project, sponsored by the New York Times, a racist interpretation of U.S. history that has no factual basis. We have just experienced a COVID pandemic orchestration that is still the official narrative despite being contradicted by all known evidence. We have the false 9-11 narrative supported by no evidence. We have the war on terror narrative of Washington's 21st century Middle East wars. We still live in a lone assassin narrative of President John F. Kennedy's murder and also of Robert Kennedy's murder. We have Russiagate and the Trump insurrection, which is total nonsense, and that is being set in stone with the kangaroo court convictions consisting mainly, it seems, of coerced plea bargains. We have the ongoing Ukrainian narrative descending from any of these narratives can be denunciation of and job loss, as does Holocaust denial. The person who sees the truth of the situation is a threat to the narrative and risks being canceled. Movies such as The Matrix and V for Vendetta convey reality. The official narratives are a form of mind control. Control is exercised by indoctrinating the members of society into the official narratives, some of which cover up government crimes and others of which serve special interests. Throughout human history, truth-tellers had to pay a much higher price than liars. 
and he, now he reviews, reviews a book by Dr. Nicholas Cullerstorm. It's called Breaking the Spell, The Holocaust, the Myth, and the Reality. And I read this yesterday, and I actually learned a lot of it, quite frankly. And I, you know, I started realizing that a lot of what we were told about these groups of people that were supposedly running these, these, these camps in Germany wasn't true. Now, let's talk about one thing. Let's talk about this whole thing with the, uh, you know, the Second World War and the Nazis, you know, plumbing the very depths of human depravity by rendering human fat into soap, you know, sewing human skin into lampshades and gloves and all manner of similar nightmare horrors. Okay, many people have heard all this stuff, but the problem is it's wrong. It was a complete lie. It is not true. It never happened. You can take it to the bank. It's a total myth. And it's not just a conclusion reached by so-called revisionist authors, but it's rather a simple matter of documented fact admitted to and affirmed by orthodox hollow historians themselves. <laughs> it is true during the Nuremberg trial such alleged items were displayed, but over the years they were all systematically debunked, found to be of non-human animal materials. Such say as I, no orthodox hollow historian, maintains the validity of any of them anymore. Now a critical mind, a curious mind, is then led to basically ask the question, if it's not true, then what else might not be true? As I've been told, and I've believed all my life, and then there's Dr. Kullerstorm, amongst others, naturally, bids us listen to the contrarian general case, but then what exactly is that case? Now, the author argues that the Nazi concentration camps, some in Germany, rest in Poland, were slave labor camps, though some of them were, as we shall see, only temporary transit camps whose unfortunate inmates were used in the grim service of the German war effort. Now, I'm going to let you guys finish reading this yourself. Now, if we know that these bits of evidence were basically lies, remember when George H. Bush, to get us into basically in Kuwait, when he said, the babies were thrown from the incubators and left to die on the floor. Remember that? The girl came in and said that. They showed her on the videotape. That was all fake. That was all CIA fake news to justify the war effort. It was all a lie. Remember this one? Saddam Hussein had weapons of mass destruction. He must be taken out of power. He's going to nuke the United States and nuke Israel. Remember that one? So we go into Iraq. And then they find out there's nothing there. There are no weapons. No, so we hang him anyhow. <laughs> Unbelievable. I mean, how about this one? If you want to believe those... Anna Nicole married for love. <laughs> Whatever. All right. And so we hear this stuff and we go back and we go, something ain't right. Now, there's a really good movie on. It's a Christian movie. It's about the crucifixion of Christ. And I remember this Roman centurion walks up to one of the guys who was giving false testimony. And the guy basically was lying. And then he asked the guy if he'd been drinking and he'd already found a wineskin, you know, at the scene. that The guy had gotten drunk. And he asks, you know, these are all the true stories. He goes, yes. He goes, were you drinking? And he goes, well, no, I wasn't drinking. And then he shows him his wineskin that he'd been using that night before. And he says something very, very good. I always like this line. He said, if this is a lie, what else is a lie? It's from the movie Risen. It's one, it's one of the greatest biblical movies about the crucifixion of Jesus and his resurrection that you're ever going to see. It's Risen, R-I-S-E-N. I highly recommend that you all buy the DVD and keep it in your video library at home. So we have this thing about what happened in Germany, which has been used to subdue the German people, which is one of the mightiest industrial nations in the world, which has created a real problem for Winston Churchill and for 
basically Roosevelt, the socialist, the communist we had in the White House in the 30s and in the 40s. And they had to find a way to destroy Germany's economic might because the Germans, for some reason, including myself, I must admit, we just like to work. <laughs> we like to work all the time. I mean, yeah, it was it was nothing for me to put 100 hours of work in when I started Health Masters 40 years ago, 100 hours a week. And nowadays, people just don't understand that. I mean, I still, here I am, 66, almost 67 years old, you know, do this show every day. And I've been retired forever. And I, and I just still do the show because I really love to keep my mind occupied. and I love to work. Well, that was the problem with the Germans. They like to work and they like to be productive and they like to produce things and do things. And they had to find a way to shut down the economic engine of Germany. And they did it. They first of all, they killed about half the population of the men during the war. And they let another 12 million starve to death in Germany after World War Two from 45 to 52 for, for seven years. And they continued on into the 50s. And so they tried their best. And that's what Churchill said. We've got to destroy the economic engine of Germany. That's a loose quote, but that's what he said. So what better to do that than to give them constant revisionist history as to what happened in the work labor camps? Not that this Holocaust wasn't real because I believe a lot of people died in those camps, but how many of them died from typhus? And let me ask you another question. And I've talked about this before, and I don't really want to get into this too much. You can read the article for yourself. It's posted at the Health Masters news site. You know, when Germany was bombed into rubble during World War II, they had slave labor camps with millions of people in the camps. And these slave labor camps couldn't get food to them anymore because all the bridges had been blown up. All the, rid all the roads had been blown up. All the farmland had blown up. All the harbors had been basically, you know, you know boycotted and mined so they couldn't get food into the country. The German people were starving. The troops were starving. And the inmates in the slave labor camps were starving. <laughs> I mean, think about it for a second. Think what the Confederate Army went through during the Civil War. Think about Andersonville and how so many of the Confederate soldiers were starved to death by the North in, the, in, these, in these slave labor camps, these concentration camps, these prisoner of war camps. Pick a name for them, these FEMA camps. So always ask yourself a question. If they lied about human lampshades, <laughs> making soap out of human fat, which is some sick, tough thing to think about, and none of that was true, what else is a lie? How much of it is a lie? And I, I urge you guys to get this guy's book and read through it. And if you want to read an even better book as far as overall perspective on the war, read this one. And it's a free PDF, and I posted it many times on our Health Masters website. But you can pull it up online. It's been banned on Amazon, which tells you something probably about the book. It's called The Bad War by King, K-I-N-G. Just look it up as a free PDF and read it. Read it from start to finish. It's very well written. It's a very easy read. There's a lot of pictures in it. It doesn't take very long to read it. It's called The Bad War, and it talks about a different perspective of what happened in World War II. Always remember that because the propaganda machine that the OSS started and the CIA got involved with after the war became the CIA, and what happened when the government got in bed with organized crime with Lucky Luciano, did entire shows on that really gets you to start thinking about how many other things have they lied about. They had us in masks, guys, on airplanes for two years. They were hauling people off airplanes and zip ties and gagging them and duct taping them to their seats. I'm going to repeat that. They were taking people who didn't want to wear masks, who became vocal, duct taping them to their seats and putting duct tape on their mouths so they couldn't talk. Is this the United States of America? What the H-E devil sticks happened on those airplanes? This is not okay. What happened to the rights of these individuals? I mean, can you because they didn't want to wear a mask? They were duct taped? 
that old man on the plane, remember that that one Jezebel got all mad at him because he was eating and she went and put a mask on and she busted him in the face? Why do we think this behavior is okay? The other day I was watching, I think it was Mark Dice was doing this thing and he said that he was basically walking around and having people sign a petition on wanting to ban the Bible from being sold on Amazon. And people were signing it because he said it was a hate book full of hate speech and full of anti-Jewish and anti-homosexual rhetoric and it needed to be banned. And people were just sitting there and basically signing. Now, there were a few people who said no, but he was showing person after person after person who signed a petition to ban the Bible from being sold. Why is this happening? Because of what I talked about in yesterday's show, the Frankfurt School, and why they've come into this country and they had to destroy the moral values of the United States of America. If you haven't listened to a show in a long time, yesterday's that show. It's a really good show, and you need to hear it. I did say a bad word. I have to admit that. It was not really a bad word, but it was a slang word that's probably inappropriate. But I did say it. The problem is is that I'm to the point now I don't care anymore because I'm to, the, I'm to that point of like if you really want to groom our children and you really want to sodomize my grandchildren and you really want to do all of this, I'm not going to sit here and be nice about it anymore. I've had enough. And Disney's made us all take the gloves off. Huh. What do you think, Austin? You're spot on. I mean, there is no more hiding their agenda anymore. They're blatantly in front of everybody with it. I mean, they're, they're on stage in full drag telling us that we need to accept it. They're not slowly implementing this anymore. They're not slowly, subliminally putting this stuff out anymore. They're telling us what they're going to do. I mean, we have the executive producers of Disney and high-ranking executives in Disney on video Skype bragging about how much homosexual agenda and their not-so-secret gay agenda they're putting along with transgender agenda in the films of Disney and all the programming of Disney. They're letting us know they're doing it. So if anybody wants to sit by and just slowly accept this and say, oh, it's perfectly fine to allow this to my kids, well, that's your choice. But quite frankly, the vast majority of Americans that are awake are not okay with that, especially if they have any type of Christian values at all. And what's interesting about this now, there's so much backlash down here in Florida over the rejecting 54 math textbook editions that now basically were aimed at elementary school students, citing concerns around impermissible content. You know, DeSantis has ruled now that critical race theory and basically the sexual grooming is not okay in these elementary kids whatsoever, period. And there were like 100 textbooks, 100 math textbooks that were submitted for different Florida programs. And over half of them have been rejected now because they literally are putting critical race theory in the math textbooks now. And I, I couldn't even believe it at first. I was like, in, in math textbooks? And one of the Moms of Liberty co-founder, Tina Dashovic, ripped textbook publishers while touting the state leaders for standing with parents for having more influence on their kids in the classroom. She said textbook companies for a very long time have been producing nothing more than heavy bricks on our kids' backpacks that they're lugging around. I'm so glad that we have leaders in Florida that are standing up and saying, no, we're not going to allow this to occur. The math scores in America are dismal. Textbooks, math textbooks should be focusing on numbers, on calculations, and not weirdo ideologies. And she's absolutely right. And there was an analogy 
one of the books that they basically rejected. And so what they've done now, you know, in, in a lot of times in math problems, especially in arithmetic and stuff, they'll kind of have a, a pretext to a math problem, right? They'll have, you know, a paragraph of something. You know, little Timmy has eight marbles and little Billy has five marbles. If little Timmy steals all of little Billy's marbles, how many marbles does he have now? Just something like that, okay? This is whatever. So that's always been kind of stuff in arithmetic magazines. The textbooks, well, one of the ones they took a shot of the other day, and I saw it. I was trying to find it again this morning, and it basically said um, uh, Karen, let me choose her name, Karen is a black single mother with two children. What options does she have available, and what can she do in order to earn more income? And then it had like multiple choice, prostitution, other options in the job workplace, and, and it had all these weirdo analogies that you could use, and there was one right answer like E – that you use to apply it, and the very fact that they had prostitution as a viable option in a in a multiple choice question, and it was she's a black single mom with two children trying to raise her children and bring in more money, and I'm like, what does that have to do with anything when it comes to math? And that was just one analogy, and they said a lot of them got way worse than that. Just all kinds of stuff with Black Lives Matter analogies and some of this stuff, talking about how multiple white kids take so-and-so's, you know, black, black kids, stuff away from them. And like all this social justice propaganda, and they said, dude, no, we're not this – is, this is math. This is arithmetic. This is elementary class. And what's interesting they were saying is that a lot of the high school books and textbooks – and information didn't have a bunch of this critical race theory and a bunch of this social justice jargon in it. They said it was primarily the elementary school books that they were rejecting, which I found to be very interesting, but it goes exactly what we've talked about. They have to get a hold of these young children at an early age in order to groom and sculpt their mind so that they continue to hold those values, essentially, those perverted values the rest of their life. That's exactly why they do it. It's intentional, guys. It's not an accident they want to do this to children at six, seven, eight, nine years old. They do it because they know once they indoctrinate these children at a very young age, it literally will change the entire outcome of these children's lives. That is why Disney is so prevalent in putting this stuff out there and the young children children's videos and books and stories and movies. This is why I've encouraged everybody, do not support Disney and sure as heck don't go pay money to see this new gay Buzz Lightyear film coming out. Just don't go see it, period. A, why do you want your kids to be exposed to that? B, if you know the people that are producing it want to expose your kids to that, why are you allowing it? And C, why would you be giving money to a company that's blatantly trying to indoctrinate your children that are being open and candid about it? They're not even trying to hide it anymore. Just something to think about there. So again, very excited to see stuff in Florida happening again for the positive realm. And I continue to tell everybody, again, very aggressively, make sure you are active and you know who is running and who you are voting for in this midterm, especially down here in Florida. We absolutely have to promote freedom, constitutional values, and biblical rights. It's exactly what Dad said yesterday. The only way to collapse the United States is to remove Christianity from it because a constitutional republic has to be based on Christian values. When people are allowed to basically do things and pretty much have an open freedom platform, they have to have their own governance do something else beside law. That's the only way it works. If not, what happens is, and you have just a free-for-all Wild West, like we've seen in certain times and in certain countries, there is no there is no moral guidelines. There is no basis to ethics. It's just a free-for-all. 
this is what we're running into with a lot of parts of Florida now. I had good group of friends of mine, one of my friends, Brody, and a bunch of his friends that I know all of them, they were out at a place called Rancho over the weekend. I actually own a, a lot out there. It's a big off-road area. It's kind of been deemed the Wild West years ago because law enforcement generally doesn't want to go out there because it's just kind of a free-for-all. It's right on the Hillsborough, Polk County line out in towards Zephyr Hills, Florida. It's got a lot of cool mud holes, a lot of cool areas as far as to go out and camp if you want, but it's becoming more and more uh, – Bad, I guess you could just say the word bad, and more lawless over the last couple of years. And one issue, and I don't want to get emails on this. I'm letting you know this right now up front. I've been personally involved, and I've watched it. For some odd reason, they've allowed and they've brought in hundreds of thousands of individuals from Puerto Rico over the last couple of years. Now, I have nothing against anybody from Puerto Rico at all. I know a lot of good barbers that are Puerto Rican. They're great dudes. But there is an enormous amount of criminal activity that comes out of Puerto Rico, and they have been importing these individuals due to federal grants, due to hurricanes, you name it, and they've been bringing them here to central Florida. It is being overrun in certain areas where there are certain places that it is like a 90% population of Puerto Ricans. The problem with it is there's some really good God-fearing Puerto Ricans. The problem with it, there is also some really, really bad, bad crime-related gang activity that comes out of Puerto Rico. Back to my story at Rancho. My buddy Brody was out there with a bunch of his friends and their kids. They were riding their side-by-sides and four-wheelers where I rode for years. I've taken Hunter out there years ago when he was younger in the side-by-sides and stuff. And they had been parked under a canopy and were hanging out with the kids. And a group of Puerto Ricans came up. No confrontation, no issue. One of the Puerto Ricans basically jumped out of one of the side-by-sides and unloaded a full AR-15 magazine towards them in their direction. Hit a bunch of trees, hit a bunch of grass. Brody got hit in the face with a round, went through his left cheek, came out by his ear. The hospital said, we have absolutely no idea how you were this blessed. You didn't actually go through the entire sinus cavity. You just cracked the bone, and it came out clean. In and out. They said, we've hardly ever seen gunshot wounds like this, especially to the face. The other individuals that were basically there were unharmed, but a lot of them were pretty spooked to have somebody run up on you like that. And, of course, this group of Puerto Ricans took off. They called law enforcement, basically filed a police report, and they said that this is becoming a regular occurrence with Puerto Rican gangs now in central Florida. It's for gang initiation. That if you want to get into a gang, you basically have to go take a weapon and unload a magazine on a group of individuals. doesn't matter if you kill them, hit them, all of them die, none of them die. You just have to go around shooting individuals. That's what law enforcement said. It was the Polk County Sheriff's Department now. They said it's becoming a very, very bad problem in central Florida and in the Orlando area. This goes back to exactly what I said. When you take Christianity, when you take biblical values out of the equation and you just have a free-for-all, complete and total hedonistic behavior where there are no morals, there are no ethics, there are no biblical guidelines, the only way to control the populace is by exerting an extremely hard iron fist of law. That is it. We saw this that happened over in Iraq with Saddam Hussein and how unbelievably violent he was with a lot of the people that were there because as soon as he went out of power, you see what happens with those groups that are deranged and under Sharia law and are hardcore militant Muslims. They just shoot everybody all the time. They just run around machetes and just chop people's heads off. It's not anything abnormal to them. It's very normalized behavior. That's what happens when you take God Almighty out of the equation, and that is what they're trying to do here in the United States. That is why they're bringing in so many people from other countries that do not have 
any type of biblical laws that do not follow Christianity. They're actually diametrically opposed to Christianity, as we see in a lot of the Middle East, and they're bringing them right here to our doorsteps in the United States and exploding them like an atomic bomb. They're not going to have to come in and try to basically wipe out the population. If this continues to occur, the population is going to do it for them. They're going to go and turn the United States into a third country crap hole, so to speak. This is why so many border agents and sheriffs and stuff are basically irate right now and fighting back against what's going on down at the border. There was actually an interview I saw yesterday with one of the uh, sheriff departments. Uh, the Texas sheriff from Hildago County, Eddie Guerreras, did an interview, and he said that they're expecting the border to be completely overrun. He said there's estimated 221,000 individuals that crossed in March. Notice that there are hundreds of thousands waiting for restrictions to ease, and essentially they're being bussed and flown all the way up to the northern Mexico provinces to be basically brought in, not just from Mexico. We're talking from everywhere, from Haiti, from South America, everywhere. They're bringing them in in busloads. This is exactly what I told you guys six months ago when they had that 65,000 migrant group that was walking from Argentina all the way up the 2,700-mile trek, and they're walking. I said, how do you feed 65,000 people on a 2,700-mile trek? The answer is you don't. They didn't walk that whole way. They're being transported significantly. That's what they're going to do. The easiest way to make a country fall is to overrun it. This is what happened to Rome. It got taken over by the Hessians and the Barbarians. That Once a country starts bringing in all these people from outside countries that don't share their values, it's always inevitable what happens. That is why it's extremely important that we continue to do the best we can with getting elected officials that actually are going to do something and make a difference. And, of course, doing something even on the local base. And when all else fails, at the end of the day, as I've said repeatedly, and I'm going to say this real succinctly again, it is absolutely crucial you keep yourself well-armed and well-defended, and you know and understand how to defend yourself properly. This incident that happened in Rancho was not an isolated occurrence. It's been happening more and more. It is a very, very horrific situation, especially when you don't see it coming. That is what they like doing. That is what complete and total losers, pathetic individuals like to do. They like to walk up behind people and sucker punch them in the back of the head. You remember that knockout games that we saw on all these surveillance cameras for years? These gangs that would walk up behind seven-year-old elderly men and sucker punch them in the back of the head and knock them out. Yeah, that's what happens when you take morals and ethics and biblical values out of society. So again, my friends, it is crucial that you keep raising little Americans and you train them and raise them up with biblical values. It is crucial. And you also teach your young children how to defend themselves, not to be a bully, not to allow bullies, not to tolerate bullies, but you will teach them and make them understand how to defend themselves and their family if the time ever comes. What do you think, Dan? Uh, I think I hate bullies. I mean, I really do. And, you know, for people to go out there to Rancho and start unloading AR-15s and dropping full magazines, uh, was it a fully automatic AR-15, Austin, or was it, was it semi, semi-auto? They are saying, uh, when I asked my buddy yesterday about it, he said that it was most definitely automatic weapon. He said you could tell the way, it, basically the cyclical rate of it. Obviously, it's illegal because you can't go buy a fully automatic AR-15. It would be a Class 3 M16 pre-86. They're $30,000, $40,000 now, so I'm sure they had filed the sear down on it illegally and that's the irony that you hear about with all these stupid gun laws 
criminals don't go past background checks. That's criminals right. don't go asked to pay class three stamps. They just illegally modify weapons. That's what's so stupid about restricting law abiding citizens. But he said yes, it was most definitely an automatic weapon. And you know, you know what's so sad to me is this, and I know a lot of really nice Puerto Ricans. And now don't don't start on me on that, okay? I, I, I get sick of those emails. All right. I also let me put it this way. I know a lot of really nice white people. I know a lot of really nice black people. I know a lot of really nice Puerto Ricans. I know a lot of really nice Germans. I know a lot of really nice other people, too. How about that? How about I'm not picking on anybody? People say, hey, being a racist, you say you know a black person or you know a white person or you know a Hispanic. Stop it. Gosh, I'm so sick of this political correctness. There are good black people. There's good white people. There's bad black people. There's bad white people. There's good Puerto Ricans. and There's bad Puerto Ricans. Just get over it. The problem with Puerto Ricans is they are basically the 51st state. They're basically they can come come and go as they want from the United States. And quite frankly, when they parked that storm over Puerto Rico for about three or four days a few years ago, it was total geo weather geoengineering and modification. It destroyed the island because they had defaulted on their 50 billion dollars to the IMF or whoever they had borrowed the money from. They decided they weren't going to pay it, so they decided just to destroy the country, destroy the island. You think, well, gosh, Ted, that sounds like conspiracy theory. Whatever. I'm telling you what they did. Hurricanes don't stop for three or four days over the same place. They move by weather fronts. They don't just stop. They can slow down. They can pause. But they don't just stop and sit over a place and just rain for days on end. They don't do that. And also I want to say one other thing, too. Disney, you know, they came out with that Eternals movie. and They had to put a full-blown queer scene in it. You had to make, you know, gay scene in that movie. And, uh, you know, again, the movie didn't do anywhere near what they thought it was going to do in the United States as far as box office gross. That's why, because we stopped and we didn't go to see it. People said no. And then they put Gal Gadot in all these other different movies, that girl from Israel who won Miss Israel back, Israel back in 2004. And she was in that movie, you know, you know, on the, on the Nile here a few months back. And her hairline is receding to about the middle of her head now. And many guys say because she has male pattern baldness and she's a man. You think, what? Yeah, okay. Watch and look at the videos online saying Gal Gadot, this is Wonder Woman, is basically a guy. And so I personally, I believe that. I believe she's a guy. You say, well, yeah, I can't believe you believe that, Ted. Well, I do. She looks like a guy. Now that I really look at her, I'm like, yeah, gosh, God. She's kind of, she's kind of, kind of like that. Hair, she's got her hair way back on her head. Look at the movie on the Nile if you want to watch it on whatever, but don't pay for it because I don't want to give her any money. But the point is, a lot of people say that a lot of people in Hollywood are basically, you know, transgenders, especially, you know, these women. And I believe that. I really do. In addition to that, you got Angelina Jolie in that movie, The Eternals, and she's basically a, a known Satanist, a known Kabbalist witch. You know, I'm surprised that Brad Pitt put up with her as long as he did. She's a total weirdo. The reality is, is that there are a lot of people out there that are part of this Hollywood sect, this Kabbalist Luciferian sect. And what they do basically is they come in, and as long as they march by the orders of the New World Order and their Kabbalist handlers, they're given big movie roles. And when they stop and they start questioning the narrative, they suddenly find them dead, you know, with a heroin needle in their arm. Oh, and they basically died from a drug overdose, or they or they killed themselves. They find them hanging in a closet in Thailand with a rope around their neck. I mean, just, oh, yeah, on and on and on and on. And all of these things seem to happen to the people who decide they're not going to listen. I was talking to um this morning I was talking to Dr. Lee Merritt, and I told her, I said, the problem is, I said, when people have a huge following online, and they like some of these Hollywood stars, they have literally hundreds of millions of followers you know, in their Twitter accounts, et cetera, et cetera. They can't let those guys get off the chain. 
because if they get off the chain, they start influencing too many people and too many people start listening to them. That's why Kanye West became such a problem for them because Kanye West basically, you know, he had a problem, you know, with what happened, you know, when he became a Christian. He really did. In addition to that, remember the one guy who died in the helicopter? Remember? This black couple of years ago, Colby Bryant? All of a sudden, he'd gone to communion, and Kanye West was working with him. He's about to become a Christian and convert, and he did all kinds of weird videos, weird videos online about the beast within you, the demon within you, and all that kind of crazy stuff because he's being groomed by these Kabbalists. And suddenly, he started to wake up, and guess what? Instead of just going to you know autopilot on his helicopter, they just ran it into a mountain. That's called controlled flight into terrain. Guys, listen to me. That's almost always pilot error, or somebody got a hold of that plane on some type of remote control, or somebody sabotaged the helicopter. Who knows? That's, again, all speculation on my part. I love you guys, and I appreciate you. Listen to yesterday's show. Really, really important. Had the opportunity to pray for you guys this morning. Always remember, keep your hearts and minds in Jesus Christ, for he is the answer. He's the only answer we have. Austin, finish it up, and I'll talk to you tomorrow. Absolutely. And this is why, again, it's so important. Continue to be vocal about your stance and your beliefs it's not wrong to have a different opinion than other people it's not wrong to make a statement about what you believe this concept is being done intentionally to remove people's rights from being able to speak freely that's what this is all about and when you give into it you accept it you give up your rights well you've handed over your rights this is why social media and basically platforms like youtube and twitter and facebook and everything have become so egregious on free speech they want to make you think they're doing it for your protection. We, we have disinformation online. We, can, we can't allow this disinformation. Yeah, you can. It's called make up your own mind and do your own research. If we have CNN and the lies that are spewed from that completely and totally garbage faculty that is over there and ABC and all these other ones, if they're allowed to spew their rhetoric all the time, then so does everybody else. <laughs> it's a fact. I mean, like when ABC did their video of the Turkish invasion, the rebels are invading Turkey and Syria, and all of a sudden they show this video, minigun tracers going off and blowing, just blowing stuff up and Tannerite and C4, and all of a sudden we find out, oh, yeah, that was the uh, Knob Creek machine gun shootout in Kentucky, their annual shooting that they have up there as far as with all these different machine guns, video taken right off YouTube and put straight up on ABC Nightly Live News, lying to the entire populace. Yeah, that's what they do on a regular basis. They just only get caught rarely because they're that good at doing psyops. So again, my friends, understand who you're listening to. Do your own research. It's also interesting now, Tucker Carlson did a recent interview video produced with a detransitioned uh, woman who basically was a dude that decided to be a chick and is speaking out against the promoting of this ideology, basically talking about how she felt she had sucked into gender ideology online at 15 and was encouraged by individuals at her school to undergo masculinizing hormone therapy. Excuse me. She, so she's a chick that wanted to be a dude. I have a hard time keeping up with this. I apologize. And so that's what she was wanting to do. And basically she said that it was extremely damaging what it did to her body. She said she was prescribed a high dose of testosterone injections at 18 years old. She is now infertile. She cannot have kids. She's had all kinds of health problems now. She's back to trying to be a female, and she's had a host of problems now that have occurred to her because of this. And she said it's absolutely horrific. Do not follow the lies that they're promoting. YouTube has completely removed the video down and said that it is hate speech. <laughs> a woman 
that made the mistake of going on male hormone therapy because she wanted to transition to a boy, then decided it was horrific of what it did to her body and decided to go back to being a female, speaks out about what it did to her body, is now considered hate speech. Guys, you can't live in any bigger of a clown world than we're watching right now. And so there's a lot of alternatives that are getting bigger online. I encourage you to utilize those. We're looking at a lot of the platforms with some of our friends that they're using. I know Hagman's using a bunch of them as well. So, again, continue to get the truth out there. Stand up for what you believe, my friends. If you have a conviction, hold true to it. There's nothing wrong with saying no. There's nothing wrong with saying yes. Make your own decision. Don't let other people determine the outcome for you because you decide you don't want to speak up for what's really going on. Thank you for the continued support. Have a blessed, safe, awesome day. Have a great night. Continue to keep the truth going. If you guys need anything, again, the last day of the sale, Ultimate Multiple Powder, one of our top-selling formulas that I use every single day in the protein shakes. Great product. On sale right now is product of the week, and be sure to vote for what you want to see win tomorrow, which, like I said, it looks like it's going to be purple sticks, but there's a couple other ones that aren't too far behind, like the magnesium sports oil and also the GHI cleanse vanilla. So be sure to check that out on the website and vote for what you want to see win. And also, too, as a reminder, we got more of the meat buckets back in stock today. We've been getting small batches, trying to get more and more in. The suppliers are getting thinner. They're trying to keep raw materials in stock. There's definitely something very strange going on with the food market as i've warned about for months so continue to stay prep my friends stay strong have a blessed safe awesome night we'll talk to you again tomorrow as always Broadcasting to the U.S. and around the world by way of clear digital audio, 22,500 miles above the planet. This is the Global Star Radio Network.